grab your wine, put your headphones on and relax. Let's rip open the cover of the sealed section. Welcome to After Dark with Louise Wilkinson. Brought to you by Flirt Adult Store Hamilton. Carrie and Mr Big did it on Sex in the City and now countless couples are jumping on the living apart together or lat trend. One love, two residences, usually a main and a satellite apartment or similar, and an agreement to spend a portion of the week apart and languishing in the meantime. Now, I get it. You love them and you also love your alone time. She's messy, you're neat, and you're fighting over ridiculous stuff. You're 100% committed to your relationship, but you also value your autonomy. The couples that have gone against the societal grain love it and in some cases believe their relationship or marriage is a lot better for it. If your budget and in some cases your ego and fear of judgment from others allow for it, is living apart together right for you? Our sex and relationships therapist Gabrielle Laurie dives into the pros and cons of the relationship trend that's challenging the norms. Later on After Dark, we're joined once again by our call girl Morgan, who's going to let us in on a sneaky trick of the trade that's widely practised across the industry and what can happen when it all goes awry. It's going to get messy this evening, both emotionally and physically. I'm Louise Wilkinson and this is After Dark. We all know the brain is the biggest sex organ, so it's no wonder there's a fair bit of psychology behind our sexual practices. Our resident sex and relationships therapist, Gabrielle Laurie, helps us navigate our way around the bedroom, or whichever room takes your fancy. What head are you thinking with on After Dark? It's always a pleasure to welcome our relationships and sex therapist, Gabrielle Laurie, to After Dark. But it has been a little while since our last visit, so I'm super excited to have you back. Oh, I'm so excited to be back. Uh, <laughs> just had a little break due to the toddlers, and now I can come back. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, listen, I guess that most of the time you will say Louise we're going to talk about this and I go great I'm going to I'm going to learn something because I knew nothing about this but just as it happened when you brought this topic to my attention I went you know what I've been researching that I'm so excited I can have half a clue do you want to tell everybody what we're talking about today yes so uh, we're going to talk about lat couples or lats as they're known in the Esther Perel uh, podcast and that's where I first heard it but I've since met a lot of couples through my counselling practice that want to be lat or lats which is living apart together mm. so they're staying together but they live separately yeah and it's growing isn't it absolutely yeah so yeah to put it in perspective what it is is it's a a couple that are committed they could be married um they could be long-term partners whatever it is but they've made the decision not to stay under the same roof for seven nights a week yes and research shows they're really happy they're loving it (laughs) and i think there's a lot to be said about it i mean in my instance I researched it because, look, to be completely honest with you, um, you know, I hadn't lived with anybody since 2007 and I've got very good at 
my own routine. I like my own space and I really like my self-care nights and not being bothered by that and, you know, and I don't really love sport. So I don't (laughs) want to watch it (laughs) 24-7. Absolutely. There's so many pros to living as a lap couple. Yeah. All right. So... It can take a few different forms, kind of. Some sort of like they'll get together for dinner and maybe some sexy time and then they'll both go home like every night. But some might go, okay, well, we've got the primary home and then we've got like a flat or something that someone stays in. So they might spend three nights together and then four nights apart or however it goes. So there's a lot of different sort of ways that people can do it. But what are some of the pros and cons? Okay, so I suppose some of the pros are a lot of women love it because they don't want to be their partner's mother anymore. They don't want to be in that stereotypical role of being left with all the cleaning or the majority of the cleaning, most of the nurturing, most of the parenting. They're just, women are over it and they also don't want to be nags anymore. They know it doesn't change anyone and so this actually... People have to take care of themselves. So guys actually have to win in their own house. They have to do their own cleaning or not. They can live in a pigsty if they want. Mm. <laughs> uh, you know, they've got to do their own parenting. They've got to – There's a, women have a lot more energy back to actually find a passion in a career that they want to pursue and make a better positive difference in the world. Whereas a lot of women always are putting that on the back burner like, oh, one day I'll write a book or one day I'll – I'll set up a yoga practice and be a yoga teacher. You know, really beautiful things they want to contribute to the world, but they're left looking after everyone. (laughs) And Sing it, sister. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But there's lots of benefits to men too. So a lot of men like it. So I suppose the majority of lat couples that maybe started this was Men and women who have been married before and cohabitated with someone before and brought up kids together and and they're divorced, but now they've met their new partner, but they actually don't want to do that again. They don't. They just want the best parts of the relationship and not all the mundane, kind of stressful stuff. You know, can you wipe your hairs out of the sink? Can you not leave your dresses all over the floor? Like... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I watch this sports game in peace without you on my dick for one of a better? <laughs> uh, well, I don't know if they'd choose sports over that, but. <laughs> <laughs> on my case is what I Ah, <laughs> right, right. I was going to say, actually, it also keeps their love life alive. Mm. You know, they don't take each other for granted and – The couples I see, long-term married couples, they can do it very successfully cohabitating, but they're rare, Mm. you know. Most of the time, women are coming in going, well, I don't get any emotional connection, no empathy, no romance, but he still wants sex all the time. Mm. And the way guys initiate sex is they grab a boob and say, how about tonight? And the woman goes, well, no, that doesn't do anything for me. (laughs) So you actually have to have quality time if you're in a lat relationship when you meet up if it's not quality time you're not going to stay together so everyone's kind of bringing their their best parts they've had downtime they've had alone time they've had their own hobby time their own friends time and they actually miss each other so guys are wanting to you know do the things that women love like maybe go out to dinner actually have a conversation not sit there like silent 
you know, couples that live together. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, and there is – we've talked about this before, that you become like flatmates running a daycare centre yes. when you're doing it day in, day out. Yes. Now, I was – when I discovered this concept, I loved it. Yes. But here's what I found. Mm. A lot of people around me didn't love it. Yes. There is a lot of stigma and judgment. Mm. It is going against the grain of the norm. Like if you want to be a lat couple, you will be in the pioneer stage. And anyone who's a pioneer in any area different from the norm or how society's always been is going to bear the brunt of judgment, stigma, misunderstanding, people saying you're crazy, you mustn't really love each other or as if you're going to stay faithful or they'll project all their fears onto you. And, mm. and, and you know, there are some downsides to being a lat. So you really do need to do your research if you want to become a lat couple because being a lat couple, say, if you have little kids, is harder. So some lat couples with little kids, they will live in the same street or mm. next door to each other. So the kids can just come in and out. However, the downside of this is if the kids want to stay with one parent more or they're like the bedroom at one house better. So then that parent is left feeling like a single parent and doing most of the work still. Mm. So you've probably got to – it probably works better when your kids are a bit older and you say, okay, you get three nights – your three nights are there and three nights are with me and that's the way it is. Mm. When your kids are older, they're more open to that and then you can make it a more equal thing because – if you got a lot of couples want to be a lat couple so they can actually get some rest and downtime. And I think it's being a lat couple's most popular in like Canada, Sweden, um, Australia, America, because women can afford to live separately sometimes. Mm. Not everyone can. But in poorer countries, they still have a village. So people can get rest time. Aunts and uncles or grandmas and grandpas. The kids can run in and out or to their house or, you know, they might all live in the same house even. So you do get that break sometimes, whereas in Western societies, the nuclear family, two people trying to raise two or three kids, the jobs are nonstop. Mm. And they're so exhausted that when there's no village anymore, that this is what they do to have some rest and actually be able to role model the loving aspects of a relationship rather than just be resentful and nitpicking each other all the time. People often buy toys for Christmas, then complain because they don't come with batteries. But, but don't they know the new toys are USB chargeable? Flirt Adult Store. Find us on Facebook or 90 Beaumont Street. We all know the brain is the biggest sex organ, so it's no wonder there's a fair bit of psychology behind our sexual practices. Our resident sex and relationships therapist, Gabrielle Laurie, helps us navigate our way around the bedroom, or whichever room takes your fancy. What head are you thinking with on After Dark? We're nerds. Like, yes. we're, both of us are nerds. And, <laughs> you know, and we both love Esther. Yes. And she has a really interesting take on monogamy and yes. on – and not that we're going into the um, polyamory realm at all with this discussion. We're assuming that it's monogamous but you live in two houses. Yes. But she has a really interesting take that I think is worth challenging ourselves on. And that is that when we say to death do us part, a hundred years ago, that was probably twenty years of marriage, because yes. we all sort of 
keeled over. Yeah. Late 40s, early 50s. Uh, so, okay, that's achievable. But uh, now... 50th anniversaries and 60th anniversaries aren't uncommon. Mm. And can we sustain living in such close proximity to somebody for that long and keeping it healthy? So she is basically challenging the paradigm that we get married, we move in together, we stay together and expect everything to work magically for a very, very long period of time, longer than has ever been in history. Do you think she's onto something? Oh, 100%. That's that's totally what it is. And, you know, in the past, sometimes monogamous relationships living in the same house for years and years also looked like they worked because women didn't have any rights. Like they didn't, they couldn't get a bank account. They couldn't buy a house on their own. They weren't allowed to work after they had kids. So they couldn't leave even if they were miserable. And I deal with the trauma from that. All those kids are now adults coming in for therapy, not knowing how to have a healthy relationship because they never got role-modelled healthy conflict resolution skills. Their parents always seem... I often ask people, did your parents seem to like, love or tolerate each other? And a lot of them go, mm, oh, yeah. They, I think they loved each other, but it looked like tolerate. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't want to role model that for your kids. It's, it's, it's much better for kids to have two happy, loving parents in the same home or in separate homes rather than two angry, miserable parents in the same home or separate homes. You know what I mean? Kids just doesn't matter where you're living. They need to see you happy and kind to each other. So... You've got to do whatever it works. 100%. So, look, in closing, if this was something that people were considering, what would you say would be the steps to sort of have bringing it to the table, first of all, and then maybe exploring how this might look? Are there support groups? Are there, you know, places where they can look up information uh, about how it might work? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's plenty of articles online and there's videos and stuff like that. And... Possibly they've got to sit down with their partner, have an honest conversation and it might look like something, hey babe, we've been together 15 years and we're, you know, we keep fighting about little things that don't matter. Deep down we really love each other and we want to stay together but I don't want to role model this to the kids, you know. I want us to be happy like we're used to and I've been listening to some videos on this new style of relationship called lat couples. Do you want to look at a video on it? They might live next door to each other. They might live down the road and they just feel so much happier. Like the messy person can live in their mess. The clean person can live in their cleanness. The person who loves building bikes can do it in the lounge room with oil. And the person who loves playing violin music can have it in peace. The person who loves watching TV can do it. The person who just wants to read books in a quiet house can do it. Like you're making more room to really love each other just the way each other is rather than keep trying to change each other into who we wish they'd be. Mm. And which is can get quite abusive. If we keep trying to change our partner into what suits us best, it's it's not healthy. It, it makes them feel bullied or nagged and and maybe depressed angry or low self-esteem it makes the person who's doing it feel desperate and like you know uh maybe 
yeah, depressed as well, I suppose, and frustrated. So it ends all that. You can just have the, you know, enjoy the great bits you love about each other. The juicy bits. Yeah. 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 And have great sex again. So that's the the main you just have to have if you if your partner doesn't want it, it won't work. Like Yeah. But just ask them to have an open mind, let's look into it, and if you don't want to do it, we don't have to do it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Reassure them that because it could be scary for them to hear that. They might imagine this means you want a divorce, this means you don't love them, this means you're having an affair. You've got to be very reassuring if you bring it up with your partner. Mm. Absolutely. And I think, you know what's funny, the the first time I think that this was really put into popular culture was actually the Sex in the City movie where, oh, wow. we, yeah, where Mr Big said to Carrie, hey, listen, how about we keep your apartment and we spend – two or three nights a week, one of us goes to the apartment and she was really offended in the beginning. Yeah. And um, then she came around to it and she's like, I love this. I can get my writing done and I can put a face mask on and I can read my Vogues and no one's bugging me. And then he went over there and watched his sports games and, you know, cut his toenails or whatever he did. Yes. And, you know, and they were actually, it actually really worked for them. Yes. Um, Yeah. And that was sort of my first um, inkling that, oh, there's, there's a different way to um, living rather than not necessarily going all, all in with your partner and not living together at all and, you know, oh, we're still very much, you know, single, but you can actually commit, come together, but still have that time to be you and honour your own identity and the way that you want to spend a night. Yes, you yes. Know? You don't lose yourself anymore. Mm. You finally have your identity back and you get your energy back. Mm. A lot of people feel like kind of just robots going through the motions because they can't be their full self anymore. And, yeah, it's not about being selfish. It's about just, you know, we've all got a gift that we could give to the world if we could get back inside that person that passionate side that's not just compromising on everything (laughs) i love it i absolutely love it and um we really hope that we've brought something to the table that's kind of shifted we're all about sort of shifting your your paradigm here on after dark and i think that this one in a relationship sense uh might give you all some food for thought so we hope we've achieved that today gabrielle laurie Thank you so much for joining me on After Dark. I'm so happy and excited to have you back. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. If you want to reach out to Gabrielle Laurie, she is a relationships and sex therapist. And where can they find you, Gab? They can text me on 0424-074-609 because I'm not good at getting my website up to date. (laughs) So she's terrible. Yes. Yep. Yeah. I'm, get, I'm working on the admin. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Gabrielle Laurie, thanks for joining us. We'll see you very soon on After Dark. Sometimes cheeky, always fun. It's After Dark with Louise Wilkinson. Brought to you by Flirt Adult Store, Hamilton. It's time for Diary of a Core Girl once again. So we get to welcome back the wonderful Morgan. And tonight, hold on to your hats because we're going to be divulging some trade secrets here tonight on After Dark, aren't we, Morgan? We absolutely are. All right. So, look, you know, I don't know that necessarily people have thought about this, but... 
I was thinking about the life of a working girl and I thought, hmm, there would actually be uh, one week a month that you might be out of action, so to speak. But you tell me that uh, maybe that's not exactly true. And uh, there's a little bit of witchery that goes on. Well, yes. And not just the contraceptives that make you not have periods because, you know, they're kind of new things. Yes. Just a little too late for some of us. Um, Yeah. So there's this interesting little thing that girls do. I'm so intrigued. I'm just I'm just going okay. So if you're not taking the pill and you're not taking um the combined pill which for the uninitiated if you keep taking the hormonal pills and skip the sugar pills you theoretically don't have a period. Um so if you get your period, how on earth do you get around that? You insert Da, 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 da. <laughs> a sponge. A sponge. A sponge. As in what we wash ourselves with in the bath. Absolutely. Sea sponges are favourite by some. And there's other ones called, I believe they're called Beppy. You get them from, you used to get, be able to get them from auto shops. You can get them <laughs> online now. Hmm. Seriously. So if we see women at super cheap auto around the sponges, maybe they're working girls. Now, obviously, so, okay, talk me through the process. You've got me hooked. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so, oh, hello, the painters have come in. Excellent. I've got a big day on. Mm. Oh, fun times. I really just want to lie down with a, you know, chocolate hot water bottle and yell at everyone, but I've got to go there and be nice. So you get the little sponge, you dampen it down a little bit, you lube it up buttercup, and in it goes. And obviously you can still feel it up there. Mm -hmm. You've got to sort of push it so that they, bless their hearts, probably don't feel it. But, um, yes. That's what you do. Okay, so obviously you would cut the sponge down to size and what you're saying is is that you push it right up to basically being uh, on your cervix, I'm guessing, is is what you're aiming for. Uh, yes, you are aiming for it to hit your cervix. So bear in mind, mm. we have different shaped cervixes. Some are long, some are short, some are retroverted, some are, yeah, you know, you get the picture. Well, I can, but I'm just thinking to myself, um, I, I'm feeling a little bit unaware because I couldn't tell you what sort of cervix I have, to be honest, but I guess this is something that you, you need to know in this circumstance. Uh, well, yes. So I have a long cervix, apparently. Right. So the little bastards can get stuck. <laughs> so it, it's, it's fun time. So basically... It's not the end of the world if they do. You're trying not to panic. So you bear down and then you've got to um, retrieve it. So a lot of the time you can sort of try and relax, bear down and it comes out a little bit and then you pull your fingers as far as you can. Yes, yes. Right. And 
town it comes. Right. Mm. I do remember, I'm reminded of a, a scene in Sex in the City where uh, Carrie got her diaphragm stuck and actually had to get Samantha to uh, to retrieve it uh, because she just couldn't get it out and um, Samantha said, you're paying for my next manicure, which I think is fair enough under those circumstances. Uh, but here's... Yeah, been there. Yeah. <laughs> here's my obvious question. Has anyone ever felt it and brought it to your attention? Oh, mine gets much better than that. I oh, was on a, a, okay. a home call. Right. I was on a home call. Yeah. And um, let's say it had reached full absorption. Oh, no. <laughs> Brand new, fitted, expensive sheets. Uh, I'm dying. Oh. So was he when his wife got home, I'm sure. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, we look, we don't laugh, but honestly, I mean, you, you can't write this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, that is the, um, I don't know how you would call it, that is the nitty-gritty practical yucky stuff that also happens in the job. Yeah. Okay. So it's not all it's not all smoke mirrors and lingerie. Um, you know, there are some sometimes when um, <laughs> reality hits with a resounding thud. Yes, and um, you know, in the middle of a period, sometimes do you really want to be nice to anyone? <laughs> no, definitely not. Um, yeah, I see you. I see you thing, and there have been some. Uh, advances in terms of menstrual discs, um, which are supposed to sit sort of under the pubic bone, and um, and that is apparently undetectable. I did. I was gifted um, from one of our amazing sponsors a a disc, and uh, I looked at that thing and went, I cannot see how that can work in any way, shape, or form. So, look, it wasn't for me, but maybe uh, some of your colleagues have had success with menstrual discs and um, that has replaced the sponge. Yeah, look, it's very interesting how ingenious it is to come up with this little trick so that you can, I mean, it's, it's essentially ensuring you another week, a month's income that you wouldn't have had, had, you know, this not have been an option. Correct. You know, if you've got regular periods, whatever, that's great because you can um, work around it. For those of us that didn't have them, all over Red Rover for that sort of thing. So you've just got to be prepared because, I mean, all fun and games aside, it, it is a job, it's a profession, your reputation, you turn up for work, you don't cancel your clients. So yeah. you've just got to, as we women do, you've just got to make it work. So that's how that's how it goes. It's not always fun, and especially if you've got some I don't know John Holmes pounding at you. Yeah, <laughs> John Holmes for the uninitiated is a porn star with quite a massive appendage. Um, yeah, yeah, you get sore throat from um, him having sex with him. Oh dear lord. Yes, I do understand where well, I'm picking up what you're putting down there, Morgan. Um, subtle as a sledgehammer, as always. Look, thank you for letting us in on this uh, little trade secret. It was 
Very interesting, and I guess something that someone that people don't think about. It's a very, very uh, look. It's a bit sneaky, but um, genius nonetheless. So, thanks for sharing with us today. Yeah, you're more than welcome. That is a pleasure doing business with you. A business doing pleasure with you, I should say. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that was Morgan, and you've been listening to Diary of a Call Girl here on After Dark. Sometimes cheeky, always fun. It's After Dark with Louise Wilkinson. Brought to you by Flirt Adult Store, Hamilton. Well, our time together draws to a close once again, dear listener. I will go back to my little abode and you stay in yours. Has Lat Living given you a little bit to think about? And I'm sure that you enjoyed the juicy morsel that was Diary of a Call Girl this evening. I'll see you same bat time, same bat channel, next Tuesday night here on Newcastle Live Radio. I'm Louise Wilkinson, and you've been listening to After Dark.